Use express at by the hosts are their own and does not imply an endorsement of any entity they represent. <laughs> Starting again. Will you just flip it? Hello and welcome, Garbos, to the 23rd episode of Just Flip It. As usual, we have Ewan on the microphone and via Skype, we have Patrick. Howdy. So, how was your week this week, Patrick? Long. It's my last week. Well, you know this, but the, the listeners don't. It's my last week of doing every Saturday in a row for a while. It's um power off, power um, to those people that do six days in a row every week because it's really hard. Like, it's really, really hard. Um I know some people's Saturdays are a lot shorter, but this one is still a good, you know, eight, nine hours. And it, it's it's a killer because you're literally doing six full days of work. You know, I think I worked out that I've done about 68, maybe 70 hours this week. It, it's just too much. You know, I don't mind doing it every fortnight, but I'm very glad to see the end of it. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do it. I, yeah, I'm happy with my 38 hours a week. Um, although I've been doing a bit overtime lately because we had a a water leak, $1,400 water leak. So we had to um, get it fixed. So just doing a bit of overtime to pay the bank account back. Well, that's, you know, that's what we have to do, isn't it? So... So with this episode, we were going to do a – so one big thing in America at the moment is they're on strike. So the questions are, what is our time worth? Is our time free? Do you get – have you been told to do something better? We've got Karens and union strikes in the US. How does it work? So first off – what is our time worth? So the reason I, I should preface the reason that we're talking about this. So one of my mates in the US, um, his sister said to him that I could earn the same amount of money by doing something else that would have less hours. And I sort of made the point to him, I, I asked, okay, so your sister earns a similar amount of me, obviously US dollars versus Australian dollars. Um, and I said, well, what does she do? What does she do with that extra time that she has? And he goes, well, she can do this and she can do that. And I said, no, no, but what does she do with it? So it got me thinking about what our time is worth. Well, we we had this discussion the other day and – um, I mean, the whole thing about time is money, but what do you want to do with your time? Like, so I work eight-hour days or eight-and-a-half-hour days. Um, I would rather – so on the side loader, the side loader is a – like a, it's physically demanding on your body. So I don't want to do any more than eight hours. 
as everyone as everyone has seen in my videos and people who know me, I'm the most fittest person in the world. So I don't want to do any more time where I'm destroying my body. So I would rather go to work on another day and do an overtime then. So um, oh, it's really unnerving watching myself. Yeah, so I so my time so. When I was in the mines, I was doing eight-hour shifts and when I got laid off, I didn't want to go back into the mines because it was 12-hour shifts because I would rather work eight-hour days, five days a week than work three 12-hour shifts and absolutely be a zombie for the rest of the week. So that's my free time, like that's my use of free time like I mean I would rather come home play the xbox spend time with the dogs go for a swim than be stuck at work doing a job that I don't really well no one wants to be at work so that's my my time is doing what I want to do outside of work but yeah it it's a it's a everyone's time is completely yeah, is completely different and what they value and stuff. I think though, sort of the, the point that I found funny about my, so I'm, I'm consider myself lucky, but I also have put a, I won't say a rule on myself, but I'm not going to do a job anymore where I have to commute long hours. So my friend lives in New Jersey and his um, sister commutes to Manhattan. So I said to him after we sort of had this discussion, I said, hold on. I said, how long does your sister travel to work? And he's like, oh, an hour and a half to two hours in the morning and an hour, an hour to an hour and a half on the way home. I was like, okay, so your eight-hour day has suddenly actually become an 11-hour day. And, you know, he he mentioned the, ta- the term free time. And I think this is one of those things, again, everyone puts a different value on this. But free time to a point isn't free. Um, if you are, you know, Ewan's at a, a different life stage to me, he, you know, and you can tell me to shut up if you don't want to tell him this, but, you know, he is in the market of home ownership. I'm only just getting into it. Um, he's in a different position um, you know, or a different life stage to me. And the thing is, he doesn't want to work the hours that I want to work. I want to work the big hours to make good money so I can get myself ahead so that in you know, 15 years, I'm not in a position where I'm having to ramp up and do lots more work, you know, to try and cover my mortgage and everything like that. Um, but free time isn't free. Free time is time that you you are either using for something else or it is time that you could be working that you are getting nothing for. It's not to mean that it has – it's a bad thing, but it isn't free time. It's, it's time that is not – it's either earning you money or costing you money. Yeah, and I mean hobbies, like people have got hobbies, people have got, some people have got other jobs. Like, um, yeah, it's your free time is time that you want to spend not doing what you're doing. And like I know you love working. I don't know, you're a weirdo. But, um, yeah, I just really don't want to work. I just want to go to work come home and then, yeah, spend time with my family. 
Yeah, and that's and that's something else I, um, I I passed on to my mate, and I also passed on to you as well. And you could see exactly where I was going with this. I one of the drivers that works where I work, he has virtually never not picked his kids up from school for their entire school life. Now, how many dads that you know leave the house at six in the morning? to go work in the city and then get home at, you know, dinner time at night can say that they've been able to go to every after school thing or pick their kids up every day after work. None. That's the, the answer is none. None unless they're taking off free time to do that. You know, these guys are getting paid. You know, they don't see their kids in the morning, but let's be honest that seeing kids in the morning, you know, I, I think you can vouch this is not that exciting. But being able to spend time with them after school is probably much more valuable. Yeah, and that's the whole reason that I chose to do the current role that I'm doing. So when they, we were rotating our shifts and they're like, we want permanent drivers. And I'm like, well, it gets boring, it gets monotonous. But when I worked it out, it means that we didn't have to pay for after school care because I was literally going to be home every single time my kid finished well my kids finished school so that was going to save me like 180 200 bucks a week just on being just on the fact that I could pick my kids up from school so I mean that could be classed as free time because I'm not spending that money um, because of the role that I'm doing so yeah yeah it's yeah as I said, it, it was it took me off guard, but the more I thought about it, the more I won't say angry that it made me, but the more I thought of it, what a screwed up, you know, um, comprehension of time these people have if they just go, "Will you work, you know, twelve hours a day?" It's like, yeah, but it's I, I have like a thirty minute commute time, you know, so it's twelve and a half, and you're getting to eleven. Three of those hours are unpaid hours, you know. It it, it starts to look less and less like. I'm making the poor decision. Yeah. That's my, that's my opinion anyway. Um, and the other thing is, I suppose part of this is, have you ever done a job where people have told you, and this is, this gets a real B in my bonnet, that you could do something better? Um, my, my pet hate with work is, We've done it for 20 years and that's how it needs to be done. Um, I, oh, um, yeah, probably in the mines I was told it was more, but it was more on a, um, like the way I was doing the job didn't suit the way that they wanted the job done. So there was a... Oh, this place, the last place that I worked at, they were absolute knobs. So. Well, don't don't hold back there now, will you? So I had to, so it was like a 15 metre face and I had, and they got this other bloke to cut a ramp down onto the coal. And then they brought me down to finish the job off and I'm like, I already had a job and I don't know why they did it. So they just wanted to go on straight down. I come to the conclusion that if I did a round, uh, a, a ramp that curved, 
then there wouldn't have been there would have been about sixty to eighty thousand ton of coal that didn't get wasted. Now they went off their absolute nut because I didn't go straight down. And when I turned around and said, "Well, why are we wasting all this coal?" they turned around and said, "That's not your decision to make. Do what you're told." So yeah, I have had it. Um, I was going to say you, 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 you the, the first thing there is you said that you come to the conclusion that was your first mistake. You, you, we don't get paid to come to conclusions. Don't you remember that? But why do you not look at a more efficient way to do your job? Like I understand why they wanted the coal out because they effed up their planning and they needed the coal out. But it's like, are you really going to sacrifice $500,000 just because you can't, um, manage properly or anyway, I'd no longer work at that place. And there's a reason I don't. So that's the only thing that I've ever been told where I can do something better. Um, this job is, I'm always looking at ways to improve the run. Like I'm always, I hate doing the same thing all the time. So I'll, if I get onto a run, I'll start, I'll, I'll do this, and see if this is quicker, I'll do that, see if that's quicker. So I'm always trying to change the way I do the run to make it more efficient, where there's certain people who are just like, this is how I've been taught, that's how I'm going to do it, and they don't think about it, and it's like, and then they turn around and they're like, why are you half an hour quicker than me, blah, 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 and it's like because I'm actively trying to reduce the time that I'm out there. So I'd like to point out that this isn't exactly what I was talking about when I said, do you get to get told you can do something better? But it was interesting to hear all the, nonetheless, so that's why I'll let you keep going on with it. What I was meaning was, have you ever been told by someone, usually it would be family or friends, that you could be doing a better job, as in not not being a garbo, you could do something better. Oh, I thought you meant as. <laughs> <laughs> but see, as I said, what you were saying made made sense. So I thought I'd let you carry on, and then I'd just give you another opportunity after I explain myself for you to, yeah. Hang on, I can't do chat, so I'm going to. Oh, I can't send it. Hang on, there we go. Well, I mean. <laughs> Oh, it still doesn't show up. I mean, what what is a better job out there? Like, I mean... Well, that's that's what I mean, though. And again, this is that same point of, oh, you could be doing something better and earning the same amount of money. What's better? What, that, what That's what I'm asking. What's better? I don't... I, I've, had, I've had a lot more jobs than you have. Um, and really the only one that I could say that I probably in some ways could see as more entertaining, well, not entertaining, but (laughs) believe me, it was plenty entertaining, but more consistently um, good, I'm going to say consistently good, was working at the bank. But I think that I might have also just, I I could have just been lucky that the time that I worked at the bank, it was like that. And it may not be like that anymore, but that's the only job, you know, like, I don't even want to talk about Masters because Masters was a unicorn. That was that was just 
I, I don't know what the point of that was. That was five years of amazing work and then it just doesn't exist. Um, but I think banking was probably the only other thing where I could say, but you still had that whole, I could never have stayed doing what I was doing and then own a house or anything like that because you just weren't earning enough money. Like plain and simple, you just weren't earning enough money. Well, okay, okay. Now that now that I'm fully on board with the question that you asked, what is a better job out there? I don't think there's a better job out there. Like, uh, I'm sure some I'm sure some people would say like, you know, a doctor or something like that. Don't know if you'd want that job at the moment. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you know 2020, 2021, and 2022 would be you know the uh, top ranking years to be a doctor or a nurse. All hats off to those guys, like absolutely. But I don't think this is the time that you'd be, you know, um, I was watching uh, the state government's video the other day that they have every day, like the press conference, and they asked this woman to come and speak about what it was like working in, um, um, uh, working in hospitals at the moment. And it was kind of like also like a backstab to the government um, saying, you know, we've lost a lot of staff that won't come back and we've got a lot of staff that she, you know, was kind of, I think, alluding that because of the um, the jab mandates had left. And it was just sort of one of those things. It's like, I don't think this person, you know, you probably didn't read their script before you stuck them up here. But I don't know. I don't know what else would be a better job. Like, I think it comes down to we get paid we do a job a lot of people don't want to do, but we get paid accordingly. Yeah, like, and I mean, <sighs> retail sucks balls. Like, you you're... have to master the art of the um, of being passive aggressive in retail. You've worked in retail. I've worked in retail, and humans are just scum. Like, I'm I'm going to say it. Humans are scum. So I feel sorry for Paul. I don't feel sorry. I just, I never, ever, ever am going to work in retail. Like I've been on both ends, both working for a, for a person and owning my own business. Ain't going to happen again. Um, I mean, you've got the mentality of a doctor is a good, is a better job. But I mean, they work long hours. They are stressed. Uh what, where else am I going to get a job where, I, where I'm home just after lunch every day and get to pick my kids up from school every day? Like, yeah, yeah I've got to put up with smelly stuff that I've got to pick up with. Um, I've got to deal with nappies, which is my most hated product in the world. Um, but, yeah, like... I. I yeah, like I when I grew when I grew up, my whole point was I'm going to be a miner for the rest of my life. I love doing it. I'm not in the position to do it anymore. I didn't grow up thinking I'm going to be a garbo, but there's so many kids out there that are like I'm going to grow up and be a garbo and it's like the best it's like go for it. Best job you can ever have. Yeah, that's I think so as well. We're biased. <laughs> so <laughs> the next topic is Karen's. Patrick yeah, told me I this. I think we're going to have to. I think we're going to have to tell our listeners here that we're going to. We'll have to do the 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 union strikes and stuff on another <laughs> the next episode because I think we're going to run too long otherwise. But so the whole reason I brought up Karen's is look, 
I've tried to find this video, but he, it must have been a Facebook story. Um, all credit, there is a guy in the US called Brian Lyons, and he would kill me if he heard me talk to him without saying Brian fucking Lyons in the 125. He keeps the most immaculate truck that you have ever, ever seen. It is this amazing metallic green, and he'll also kill me if he knows that I didn't say that you never step on the sill, never fucking ever. Um, he puts up these short videos. I think that I don't think they're on TikTok. I'm pretty sure they are a Facebook thing, but he put up this video the other day of him. He does, sorry, he does um, roll off or, or hook lift, whatever you want to call it. And he puts up all these like short videos about his encounters with not the customers, but the people on residential streets and stuff when he is either picking up, dropping off, or exchanging the boxes. And he puts up this video and he says, I already know before I even touch this container that the guy that's standing over there is going to come up to me and say, are you going to clean up the leaves underneath the container? Because it's, you know, this is obviously a little while ago, um, you know, in um, when they had a, you know, a lot of um, leaves falling off the trees and, and, you know, wind and shit like that. So anyway, he's gone. So what I've done is as soon as I picked up the container and was strapping it down, the guy comes over to him and says, um, are you going to clean up those leaves? And he turns around and he goes, no, but I've called the landscapers. They should be here in an hour or so to clean them up. Um, and the guy's like, I really appreciate that. That's fantastic. You know, I really like to look after our, our street. You know, we have a lot of pride in our street. And he goes, well, he's like, you know, so do we. And strapped up his container and left. Obviously, there was no landscapers. But I just thought that was the most amazing way to deal with a Karen, who was a male Karen, by telling them a complete lie that sounds plausible to the customer or to the to the person, but is completely ridiculous. And by the time that the guy realised there was no landscapers coming to clean up these leaves, he would have forgotten the name of the company on the truck. Oh, when the when Patrick Tubby's story, I lost it. Like, I I take my hat off to people like that that are that witty that instead of telling someone to f off, instead of saying oh yeah whatever and making it, they're just like yeah no worries. The bloke is on his way, and yeah, the landscapers, and that was the word. The landscapers are on their way. Like like. Oh, it, it was brilliant. It was just like, it. Uh, hats off to him to be able to have that kind of wit where it's just like the landscapers are coming and then I'm like, oh, yeah, no worries. Look at this bloke. He's such a good bloke. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I'm not, you and I are kind of the same. We're not like fast-witted like that or very rarely. Like I have my moments, you have your moments, but generally we're just not that quick. The only kind of thing that I've had like that was I had a, a particular job when I worked at the light blue company where people would park in front of the bins and this day someone had parked beside it but very very close it was a brand new it was like I don't know it was like a Subaru or a Toyota or something 
and the guy was watching me like he he almost had a magnifying glass to make sure I was probably still a good you know foot away from the side of his car you know driving into the bin but he was watching me he was watching me like I was you know fucking a bee's dick away from scratching the side of his car so I flipped the bin and stuff and put it down and as I was backing out he goes He's like, oh, he's like, that was a good job. You know, you were really, really close to my car. He's like, but, you know, well done. And I go, hey, mate, I said, it doesn't matter anyway. I said, it's not like it's a BMW or a Mercedes or anything nice anyway. And he went the same color as a tomato. <laughs> he looked like Barnaby Joyce. Like, it was great. That made me feel so good. It's like, you're an idiot. Let me do my job. And next time, don't park in front of the fucking bins. The be- the, probably the best comeback I had. I was doing, I was doing a rural run and... The arm was playing up and the bin fell in the truck. And I I was like 15 minutes away from finishing and this dude's come screeching up, blocking me in, and he's like, where's me bin? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, where are you? And he goes, up there, up there, me bin's missing. I said, oh, it's in the back of the truck if you want to jump in and have a look. Oh, you effing smart ass, blah, <laughs> It's just like I'm like, do you want me to jump? Do you want me to dump it out and you can go through and get your bin back? Oh, what am I going to do about a bin? Me, 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 me. And I said, mate, I've already rang. You're going to get a new bin next week. Where am I going to put me rubbish over the weekend? And it's just like oh, Jesus. Anyway, we'll quickly move on. We'll do one story that I found. So, how to make roads with recycled waste and pave the way to a circular economy. So, it costs 40... Are you turning into Peppermint Patty? Peppermint Patty. We'll circle back. <laughs> we will circle back. <laughs> so, it costs 49, $49 million to add 12.5 kilometres of extra lanes to Western Australia's Corinna Highway south of Perth. That's not unusual. On average, building a single lane of road costs about $5 million per kilometre. What is unusual about this stretch of extra freeway is not the money but the materials beneath the bitumen. Two stabilising labours compromised of 25,000 tonnes of crushed recycled concrete about 90% of which came from the demolition of Subiaco Oval, once Perth's premier football ground. Recycling building and construction materials remain the exception to the rule in Australia. The National Waste Policy agreed to by federal, state and territory governments has a target of 80% resource recovery by 2030. It's currently about 40%. Good luck with that. (laughs) Of the 74 million tonnes of waste generated in Australia in 2020, masonry materials comprised of about 22.9 million tonnes. Plastics, by comparison, comprised of 2.5 million tonnes. Of the 61.5 million tonnes of core waste managed by the waste and resource recovery sector, 44% came from the construction and demolition sector, compared with 20% of households and government activities. Most of this waste, concrete, brick, steel, timber, asphalt and plasterboard or cement sheeting could be reused or recycled, ends up in the landfill due to simple economics. It's cheaper to buy new materials and throw them away rather than reuse and recycle. 
changing this equation and moving on to circular economy, which in materials are reused and recycled rather than discarded in landfill, is a key goal to reduce the impact of building and constructions on the environment, including its contribution to climate change. Yay, climate change. The fact is more of an economic to throw away materials than reuse them is what economics calls a market failure, driven by the problem of externalities. That is, the social environment costs of producing, consuming and throwing away materials is not reflected in the price of charge. Those costs instead are externalised, borne by others. With that, didn't we do a discussion on... Um, oh, that was it. It was the one where the main and Oregon, they wanted you to pay when you buy the new product, like pay the recycling costs of yeah. the external thing. Yeah, which I, yeah, I don't know. That's it's, we talked about that. That it's a big problem. Like it's it's it it sounds really good, but the consumer just ends up paying for it at the end of the day. There's no, yeah. I don't know. So, the idea is the, the idea is nice. The reality is less makes less sense. Yeah. So, like, I was watching a thing on you on YouTube yesterday. It was on glass recycling, and apparently, glass is a hundred percent recyclable. Like, there's no yes. wastage whatsoever. And then, it, 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 like, I just thought it was very interesting how. There is a material out there that is 100% recyclable, and we just well that that is an aluminium as well. Aluminium is infinitely recyclable. the The problem with glass is it costs more to recycle glass than to produce new, whereas aluminium is the opposite. Aluminium is cheaper to recycle, and that's I just I'm just reading on. There's a company uh, here in Melbourne, but they're also in Brisbane called Green Roads, and they use a lot of glass like that, as in they buy a lot of the glass to, and they smash it up basically back into sand. Yeah. Um, and they use that in, um, um, in the roads and stuff as well. They use it for other things, but they're basically creating a commercial quality sand. Um, it's not obviously not designed to use on beaches and stuff like that, but yeah, it's, um, it says they do a hundred thousand tons per year of just glass. Bloody hell, that's all right. So, We'll end the episode there. I will, for people who are listening to the podcast, I have streamed this to YouTube. So I need to say hello to Aussie HSV, New South Wales Garbo 47, Forever Vigilant, Over You Smell Like Balls, uh, Texas Garbo Trucks, Grindai Garbologist, New Zealand Garbo, Texas Garbo Trucks, and Garbo's in the Honta. Thank you for watching the live stream and thank you for listening to the podcast that will be up in a week or two and we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>